0: The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. This is a big story and one that just keeps getting bigger and we want to sort of get a handle on it for ourselves and for you. When the proposal uh, when there was a proposal to create a new provincial park in the Bighorn Country, it was released back in late November. Premier Rachel Notley compared the idea to the creation of Kananaskis uh, 30 years earlier, but Many local people are concerned the new designations would change the way they use the land that is practically their backyard.
1: Well, frustrations came to a head last month, um, and recently Ryan Brown, a construction company owner from Bentley, jumped up on a chair and shouted some questions to the crowd of people milling about at the display set up uh, around the perimeter of the room at one of these consultations. This is what it sounded like.
2: People of Rocky Mountain House, can I have your attention, please? but I came here tonight to get some answers and for everybody to be able to hear the questions that we all want to ask and hear the questions that we might not have even thought to ask and this whole thing has been set up so that we're wandering around in circles and nobody's hearing anybody's questions or answers and I think since the government doesn't want to hear our questions we should at least let them hear our answers so right now let's tell them who Is opposed to this park the way it currently stands? Who in this room has felt like they have not been provided with ample consultation on this process? I have lots more questions. Is there anybody here in favor of this? Is there anybody in favor of this the way it stands? (laughs) over and over and over again at every turn that this is not what we want for our back country. We don't want it to turn into a European commercialized area. Yeah. We want we want to protect it like anyone else. With good practices, good practices that we've been engaged in for years and the, the groups that need funding. We don't need to spend 40 million dollars to build resorts. We need to give some money to the volunteers that have been doing it on their own dollar for years. Yeah. I just thought it needed to
1: be said. I would invite the... All right. right. So on uh, Saturday, the Environment Minister, Shannon Phillips, posted a media release online announcing that after consultations with RCMP, remember that, after consultations with RCMP, she decided to cancel January public meetings in Drayton Valley and other meetings in Red Deer, Sundry and Edmonton.
0: We're joined now by the gentleman who stepped up on that chair, Ryan Brown. Hey, Ryan. Hey, how are you doing today? Good, thanks. Uh, You know, we had you, uh, in the interest of full disclosure to you and our listeners, we had you scheduled for yesterday. We asked you if you'd be kind enough to put it off till today. And the reason was not a duplication in our booking. It was the fact that we wanted another 24 hours (laughs) to really dig down into this. And man, it's a rabbit hole because there's more than one story here at this point. But let's start with the first story. Can you explain exactly what it is that you and other residents are opposed to with regard to this plan?
3: Well, it's it's a lot of... Uh, well, and the very first thing I'd like to say is that uh, the government's been very disingenuous with how they're framing this whole thing. They They treat it like anybody that has opposition to this particular plan that they've put forward is somehow completely... You know just wanting to go out and just wreck the wilderness and uh, all they care about is themselves and it couldn't be further from the truth all the people that were at that meeting they're the ones that are invested in that area they're the ones that love it so much that they will come to the meeting right um and you know there was i mean the other thing is too is they keep trying to make it sound like it's a whole crowd of angry OHV users because that really plays well with you know with their supporters and the truth is, I mean, especially since I stood on that chair, I mean, I've been contacted by all kinds of horseback riders and outfitters and uh, random campers and fishermen and hunters. And, and uh, you know, been talking to people at industry in the Brazos County. I mean, th- there's, a, there's a lot more to this than just a bunch of angry OHV users.
0: Um, and, and we get and, that, Ryan. But here's the thing, right? And and I want to be fair and balanced in this conversation, but I want to get all the information out. Absolutely. So let's not characterize what the government is doing or saying. I want to talk to you about what you're doing and saying. So the question is, what is it that you and the others around you don't like about this plan?
3: Well, the plan has been very carefully worded, to use a lot of deceptive wordplay. Um, They... I mean, there's a history behind this, too, with what happened down in the castle parks where, regions where um, all types of user groups were promised all kinds of things. And then, you know, when the plan actually came out, it, it turned out that it was all for nothing because it was, you know, they, they didn't do most of the stuff they said they were going to do. And, uh, and and so there's big trust issues. And then when you already have that, you know, a little bit in your mind, and then, at first, they don't wanna even have any kind of public consultations. It's invite only, um, you know, stakeholder meetings and nobody can figure out who's actually the people going to these meetings, right? And then on top of that, uh, you know, like Jason Nixon has to just hammer on them in the legislature to open these public meetings. And, and I can tell you, I went to one of the uh, the invitation stakeholder meetings and I mean, they were completely different than what we were seeing at the public meeting. Um the format was completely different, and a lot of people were very frustrated when we got in there and basically all of the uh, all all of the the placards that were spread all around the room that just showed the same pictures that we've seen on the internet a hundred times before um you know was was pretty frustrating to a lot of people and when you start actually digging into the uh the guts of this whole thing, the people that were there couldn't answer any specific questions you know it was almost like a bunch of people that were uh trying to do a trade show on hockey but didn't even understand the rules of hockey <laughs> if that's a good analogy sure yeah, you know like w- when people ask specific questions about horseback riding and OHVs and, and the, the answers were very vague and there was a lot of well you know this is just a will we'll, we'll figure it out later that's for future consideration and stuff and and I don't I don't think it's it's fair to give us a blank map and tell them to trust us
0: that we're just supposed to trust them. So, to characterize your argument, um, you would say then that there is a lack of information and that you don't believe the... And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I really want to get your point out that there's a lack of information or you believe that there's conflicting information and also that you don't believe this consultation is a true consultation.
3: No, that's absolutely right. I mean... Anybody that's been following this for a while, and and a lot of the locals in this area, like I said before, they love the area. They're heavily invested in it. People have been paying attention for a long time. And if you've been paying attention for a long time, I mean, you can just see how just A leads to B leads to C, and they're just pushing things through and just going through the motions because they, you know, because they have to to get the bill through and really have no intention of listening to anybody. And the people in those rooms, I mean, you know, like... Once again, not angry OHV crowds, like backcountry experts. And that's the, that's the most disingenuous part of this process, is that uh, the groups that actually are involved in the area all seem just as bewildered by the whole thing as all of the regular people.
1: So to add to one of the other concerns, just to get that out there, what I believe you're saying is that um, there is concern there that what you may be promised as far as usage in these parks and in this area may not end up happening because of what you've seen, for example, with Castle and in that in the past.
3: Well, that, very much so. I mean, that's that's a very big part of it. And I'll give you an example. Um, in the West Country Public Land Use Zone, right now as it stands, the way that they've framed it and they've and I've seen the maps a hundred times before, it's an area that stretches all the way from Sundry to Drayton Valley, from Rocky Mountain House, all the way to nordig It's an it's a massive public land use zone. And right now there's no trails on the map. Right? But they say, Well, we're gonna we're gonna worry about that later, we'll figure it out. But there are no designated trails. So when they say that there's uh, that people will still be allowed to ride designated trails, mm. that's that's so that people that don't understand the situation will go. Well, what are they all so upset about? What is everybody so mad about? They mm. they're still going to have their their trails. That you know everything's fine. But there are no designated trails on the map. And under uh, Section 185.3 of the Alberta Public Lands Act, um, it's illegal to ride anything in public land use zone if it's not a designated trail so their promises don't really supersede the law the law is the law and when they write these things in that way and just promise that they're you know just trust us but the wording makes it so that they can do anything they want with these areas once it's passed i mean you can see the concern
0: yeah absolutely so let me ask you this because you mentioned uh either in this conversation or while you stood on that chair um that there are those individuals like yourself and others who really care about this back country and who want to make make sure that it's maintained properly and not you know in your as you said uh, turned into what a european amusement park Um, But the plan by the government was supported by 37 former top provincial biologists. uh, There was a letter written to the premier. Mm -hmm. And in that letter, and I'm quoting from it, we have to start dialing back on some of the land uses if we want to maintain some of those vital resources like water. So. And I guess my question to you is, and I, and I totally get where your frustration is coming from, believe me. Uh, and anyone who's gone to public uh, meetings like this knows your frustration, because consultation is oftentimes sit there and I'll tell you what we're going to do. But if the scientists are saying that, listen, we need to get control of this, why are you disputing that?
3: I'm not, because I'm just as much, like, I, I, I'm all for science. I'm a very uh, centered person. Um, and, and a lot of the people out there are. I mean, that's the truth of it. We're not, you know, we're not necessarily just all right-wing people that just want to wreck things and, and don't care about what the scientists are saying. Of course, they need the, we need to listen to the scientists. The point is, though, is that they have just taken over the, con- the narrative and have been framing the whole thing in a light so that people that have never really been out there, people that don't know the area, are getting all this misinformation about what's actually happening. I mean, the reports that you hear that people just garbage everywhere and stuff. Like, I've been out there 30 years. I don't see this. Like, people don't see this. I mean, it happens sometimes. And and people clean it up. But the bigger point is, too, is that, uh, you know, for example, they keep saying that, uh, you know, we need to protect the stream beds from all the OHV use and stuff in the headwaters. Well, where the Wildland Park starts at the beginning of Bighorn Dam, I mean, there has never, ever been any trails. I mean, lots of horse trails, but there's never really been any trails past that point. Um, the uh, public land use zones in that area have banned OHV use for a very very long time but it's a really good talking point to fire up their base and it's, it's misinformation on their side. Hmm. So when the biologists say yes we need to protect that area, yeah we need to do lots of things to protect the area. We've been asking uh, you know to get some money back from all the registration that we pay. We, pay, we have to register a machi- uh, all, all of the off-highway vehicles that we use. Um, to go back into maintenance of these areas, and and for the actual trail experts to be in there, you know, building bridges and doing things to mitigate damages and stuff. But I mean, they've never never done any of that so, at all. So.
1: so, so Ryan, back to this. I guess maybe the next part of you know this this story and it and it's the consultation. Process and the changes and what has happened over the past, you know, three or four days. So the environment minister Shannon Phillips said she'd heard stories of Albertans, quote, afraid to attend, uh, you know, community events. Uh, that Albertans were being berated in public, that they'd been followed home, and Albertas uh, feeling intimidated to not speak their mind or participate in the important discussion. Uh, we know that she has, you know, things have been changed as far as it's going to be moved to an online consultation. She said that this was done, uh, that that move was was done in consultation with the RCMP. The RCMP today a uh, media relations person out of Div saying that he hasn't heard of anything uh, like this sort of behavior. Uh, what do you say to that? Uh, first off, have you witnessed any of that behavior? And number two, what do you say to the uh, the actions of the environment minister over the past 24, 48 hours?
3: Well, it's. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, we're Albertans. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody get so fired up that violence has erupted, and especially in our small towns and communities like Rocky Mountain House and Sundry. I mean, that's that's absolute nonsense. I mean, we never seen any of that going on. Uh, a lot of people uh, online have accused me of, of you know, coming in and bullying and intimidating everybody. I mean, what I've seen was a, a group of people that were wandering around looking like they were in total despair. And I just felt like... Somebody needed to do something and stand up against this this process because it it is absolutely ridiculous. The whole thing has just turned into a circus show now. Um, so, so, what do you
1: think needs to be done? What does the government need to do?
3: Well, they need they need to start over. There's without a doubt, and the very first thing that they need to do is they need to come up with a, a legislative framework. That includes the groups and gets them in a, a room together so that, uh, you know, there could be environmentalists in the room and uh, and and lots of different user groups, horseback riders, solve the user conflicts in these areas before they even start, um, which at the same time, I would like to say right now, uh, in my experience out there over the last 30 years, I mean, the user conflict argument is kind of a silly one, too. There's. I mean there's not very much user conflict. the horseback riders uh, they ride and in, in most of the time they're in completely different areas. We hardly ever see them. Um, you know the whole the whole thing it, there's a lot to unpack here it, uh-huh. it, in, especially in a short radio show like but um, the the whole thing is just it's just so frustrating, Jaylen
1: you just you so want to be you want you want yeah. someone to sit down and listen to you and actually believe that your concerns, your thoughts, your input is being heard, and then move forward with the plan from there.
3: Well, that's exactly right. And I mean, we we have all kinds of people that are coming out against this. I mean, the Brazu County last night at the rally in the Valley, rally at Drayton Valley, the Rally Canada guys put on a really good rally last night. Um, you know the the Sun Child Reserve was there. They got up. They they stood up. They said we we have not been consulted on this either. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely obvious that they're trying to ram this through as fast as they can to get it done before the election. And and the uh, and the, the backcountry that we know and love could look completely different, and the rules could be so screwed up. Can I can I give you an example of one of the things that happened yep. at one of the stakeholder meetings that I was at? Sure. Um, there was a there was a stakeholder that owned a, a horseback riding outfit in the hummingbird area and uh he had he had a concern because he read in there that you know the gravel pit and stuff they were gonna they were gonna get rid of the gravel pits and and you're gonna love that right because who wants to look at an ugly open gravel pit and and he looked at them with the most confused look and he said well what are you planning on doing with fixing the roads when it floods out here (laughs) and 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 he went well what do you mean and he's like well those gravel pits are for fixing our roads do you, you think we're like just selling all that gravel to other places and stuff? Like, No, it's because we're out here. There's gravel handy. Why would we truck it all the way from Rocky Mountain House? And it's that kind of like, it's those kind of holes in the plan that when you actually go to these meetings and you start asking the questions that you you look at them and you go, you don't have anything figured out.
1: This is ridiculous. If there's yeah. not an understanding well, of the area as It well. comes
0: down to, we talked about this earlier in the show, and I, I, I spouted off about it, but it comes down to an understanding of what consultation is. And I've been down the same road as you in a different matter where you think, oh, great, we're going to be consulted. But our, your definition, my definition of consulted is they're going to consult with us and we're going to tell them our concerns. But government at all levels tends to be, no, we're going to tell you what we're doing. And and there's there's the impasse, right?
3: well and and you're exactly right and i and you brought up like the whole online thing too like mm-hmm. like the online survey that online survey can be filled out by anybody in the world and we know for a fact that the y2y organization and CPAWS and the other environmentalist groups have been sending out emails to all their supporters worldwide to fill that out and i mean and and the government when we asked them about it at the meeting they said well we have ways of sorting out who's from alberta <laughs> and who's not and we went well Okay, so again, you're just telling us to trust you, but you could have made it so that only Albertans could have have been involved in this. Why did you do that? If it's not to try to help push the agenda.
0: For sure. Ryan, I apologize for calling you Ryan Smith earlier in the show.
3: Hey, you couldn't have compared me to a better person. Well, I was going to say, I mean... You Tough know, as nails. Exactly. He's a fighter. <laughs> exactly. You're very similar. Ryan,
1: thank well, you for joining much much us. Well, you're much better looking than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the same mullet?
3: <laughs> Not quite.
1: <laughs> uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us uh, today. Will you please keep us updated? We'll stay in touch with us, and uh, we'll keep following this as well, okay?
3: Absolutely, and uh, thanks, for ha- thanks for having me on, and, uh, and I hope you guys have a, have a good day. You thank too, you, Ryan. Too. Take care. Bye-bye.